Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. For this be Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast. I be your Hanna-Barbera talking captain on this ship, Cassidy, and my pronouns be she and her. I be lava. They them. <laughs> I tried. Uh, and that's all we can ask for. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so this is Kids and Their Dog. Uh, how are you? How is everybody doing today? <sighs> well, I'm good. Hmm. I'm also pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I guess let's before we dig into everything that we have to talk about for the movie, let's talk about some Scooby Doo news. Yeah. Um. First things first. I we saw the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Heck yeah. Uh, and in that movie, or before that movie, they played a trailer for the Scooby Doo film Scoob. Exclamation and point! If you go to scoobselfie.com, you can download a like a lens. For your Instagram or whatever. Or whatever. Um, and I have done so. I have created an Instagram just for this. Oh god, did you really? Yeah, hold on, I gotta go to the page so I can get the right one. Because one of the ones is one of those which character are you ones. Or it does the roulette of pictures above your head. Uh. Oh, you can do it with a couple other websites yeah it's with facebook and snapchat as well i don't have ugh. i don't have either of the other oh i i don't have either of the other two yeah i just figured i would do this one let me save this effect so we have it for just whenever <laughs> they also have a lens where you can take a picture with baby scooby oh okay so I'm going to tweet this from our account afterwards, actually, live while we're recording. <laughs> Alright, so what I got to do is I, I'm holding down the button. And it's cycling. It gave me Scoob. <laughs> oh my gosh. Previously, when I did this, it gave me Velma. Huh. And when I took off my glasses, it gave me Daphne, and I was like, oh, maybe it's a little bit more visual-based than just random. Okay. Um, Maybe I won't tweet it, because I don't think it actually saved to my phone. Aw. Other news. How do we feel about the trailer? Because it was a little bit longer. There was more dialogue from certain characters. Feel pretty good about uh, it. Okay, so I know you. I think you're the one who said you had some reservations based on a character's voice, actress, uh, or their the way they were presented. Uh, I don't remember. It's been a while. I genuinely don't remember. I am not a very good person to uh, remember so far back for the first time we talked about the trailer. Yeah, I can go back and probably listen to something, but listen, I don't remember when it was either, either, so. Yeah, it sounds like it was, it's, it's a fine trailer. It's fine. Um, 
Let's see, uh, all of our friends over in Austin, Texas, get ready for a brand new live-action mystery. <laughs> That's right. Scooby-Doo and the Lost City of Gold is coming to the Long Center in Austin, Texas on May 30th and May 31st. Tickets are $29 to $59 for the 2 p.m. May 30th and 1 p.m. May 31st showing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I know we have some friends over there that may be interested in seeing Scooby-Doo live on stage. Before we do, because mm. I'm not going to be able to... If we go to the one that's down here by me, it would be in the middle of June. Uh, yeah, even uh, where I am, it would be June. Okay. Alright. Um, and then the other piece of Scooby-Doo news... So, listeners of the show, if you listened to the last episode that we put out, we talked about other historical characters that Scooby-Doo should team up with. And I mentioned Jesus Christ of Nazareth. (laughs) And lo and behold, the people over at AEW, that's All Elite Wrestling, Decided that my idea sure was a good one. Uh, And after one of their show in Austin, Texas, there was a dark match, I believe, between Jesus Christ and Scooby-Doo as a tag team (laughs) versus some other people that I don't pay attention to right now. And I can only assume that this is revenge from Cody Rhodes. (laughs) For doing one of his father, Dusty Rhodes, most popular promos in the voice of Jabberjaw. (laughs) And to this I say, Cody Rhodes, because you are clearly listening, I challenge you. I don't know to what, and I don't know for what stakes. But I'm leaving, I'm issuing an open challenge. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah. Um, and that's all of the news. <laughs> um, but we do have quite a few questions. Mm-hmm. I want to start with the one question we got through Discord. Because... They meant to send it in, but did not have access to their Twitter for most of the day. The question is from Charlie at Magical Pride on Twitter. I don't remember if it's Magical underscore Pride or not. I want to say it is. Oh, and I can figure that out quickly. Yes, Magical underscore Pride. Uh, C asks, if you could have a pirate ship, what would you name it? I'm terrible at naming things. Hmm. I definitely would want to do it as a pun. That would be my goal. Oh, I'm thinking of like really generic fantasy pirate ship names like the Last Crag or something like that. The Salty Dog immediately came to mind. I don't know why. Couldn't tell you. Just... 
whatever. I feel like there would be a good one that could use the word barnacle. If you have a really bad pirate ship, perhaps you could call it barnacle bait. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty much all I got. Yeah. Okay. Next we have a plethora of questions from Tanner at Sparky Upstart on Twitter. Current display name is still the Mr. Mistopheles Respector has logged on. <laughs> Are any of the following Scooby movies? Sonic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Patreon.com slash kids and their dog. Hop. I have never seen it. Uh, it's basically what of Sonic, but with the Easter Bunny. Oh, okay. So I guess Maybe? yes, technically, if it's if we're going by the description of just Sonic, but with the Easter Bunny, then yes, yeah, because he does talk, he does play the drums. Um, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, I want to say yes. And that's going to apply to all of the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. Scooby-Doo meets Alvin and the Chipmunks colon chipwrecked. <laughs> all right. Peanuts. Maybe? While I would while I would love to say yes to this, none of the animals in Peanuts talk. Technically, like, some of Snoopy's relatives write letters, but I don't think any of them talk. Mm. I don't think Joe Cool says any words. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about Mr. Peabody and Sherman? Yes. I'll take your... Uh, Lots of adventures. Take your word for it. Listen, I love I that have... movie so much. I should watch it. It's it, like, so good. It fits in with all of the things I should watch. It's so good. If you love the idea of a dog adopting a boy, it's so good. How about the Netflix television program? I've never actually watched it. Okay. But I, from what I understand, it is based off of it. From what I could tell, it's like an episodic version of it. Yeah. Like New Adventures every episode. Yes. Okay. Next question they ask is, which member of Mystery Incorporated does it make the most tactical sense for Kirby to consume and copy? Oh. The little round friend has decided to poyo one of our mystery solving teens hmm. or dog. I think it would make sense if we were approaching it from video game aesthetics. For it to be Scooby. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think tactically, though, it's either Velma or Fred. Yeah, I was going to say Fred. Maybe it's Fred. Maybe Kirby just gets a big chin. <laughs> and an ascot. Yes. But honestly speaking, it could be all of them. Like, aesthetically, you could do that for every character. They have such distinct... Here um colors and designs to go with it shaggy kirby is just the chef power <laughs> i 
All right, Tanner, I'm looking at your next question, and I do think you've made a tactical error in writing it. Because what you have written is, what would Scooby and Shaggy do for a Klondike bar? But I believe what you should have written is, what would Shaggy and Scooby dooby doo oo for a Klondike bar? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the same things that they would do for a Scooby snack. I don't think that's true. No? I think Scooby snacks have a special power mm. over them. I think they would, like, it, it might work up to a point, mm -hmm. but you're not going to get them to be bait for a monster trap. Mm. You're probably convincing them to stick around for the adventure. Now, I have a question. Uh-huh. Would it be potential, uh, would it be possible for a Scooby Snack ice cream sandwich to be a thing? Yes. Because Scooby Snacks are like a nebulous weird thing. Because mm -hmm. didn't they have like nacho cheese blasted ones in Pup Named Scooby-Doo? God, I do not remember. That sounds kind of amazing though. Oh, let me Google it. <laughs> Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Scooby Snacks. Scooby-Dooby. Scooby well, I'm assuming it's true because there's an episode of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo called Wanted Cheddar Alive, which, God, that's such a good name. <laughs> um, that takes place at the Scooby Snack Factory. Um when the cheese monster nearly puts it out of business because and deprives Scooby-Doo of this loan of food. I love that title. It's pretty good. It's real good. Owned by Constance McSnack. <laughs> Goodness gracious. That's amazing. There were four whole seasons of it. <laughs> Let me read some of these other ones. Okay. Um, from season one. A bicycle built for Boo. For letter or worse. <laughs> now museum, now you don't. Oh my god, no wonder I love puns so much. I grew up with so many. Ghost who's coming for dinner. <laughs> Between this and Beetlejuice the cartoon, I can't believe. Oh my gosh. So how do we feel about Beetlejuice the musical? I hear that's a thing. Apparently it's really good. And I'm Maybe like... we should find a way to watch it. <sighs> Alright. The last question we have here from Tanner is, is there a Fiona and Cake style AU out there where Scooby is a cat? If so, what kind? I think if Scooby was a cat, he would be exactly the same cat as Sparks from Crypto the Superdog. <laughs> Let me get a picture of Sparks. Or Sparky? Streaky. Streaky is his name. Streaky the Supercat. Oh, gosh. See, that's if Scooby-Doo was a cat. <laughs> and also a superhero that had lightning powers. Yeah. Um, 
for those playing the home game, it's an orange cat with like a yellow streak down its side. I think it would be sort of like a, a almost a mangy orange cat. All cartoon cats have to be orange. It's a fact. <laughs> Unless you're Top Cat. Let me rephrase my sentence. All cartoon cats have to be citrus flavored. <laughs> oh no. Do you have any thoughts on Scooby-Doo as a cat? <sighs> I mean... Scaredy cat. Certainly, uh... That's true. Lends to that name a little bit more. That's reminded me of something that I learned. Because I was watching a bunch of those Scooby-Doo... Or not Scooby-Doo, Cartoon Network... Um, Cartoon City bumpers. As I want to do. Yes. Patreon.com slash kids and their dog. <laughs> um, there's one where, see, it's Scooby-Doo and Courage the Cowardly Dog. This is also an interesting promo. I'm going to send it to you to watch because it's a minute long. Okay. Because um, the gang is animated and drawn in like an almost courage the cowardly dog style huh. interesting well, the mystery machine's definitely drawn that way huh is that scooby with a, a yellow collar um in the thumbnail i think so weird i don't think it's supposed to be that color let's see which one of these dogs is a bigger chicken okay uh that's that about that Anyways, moving on to our related question. Uh, this question is from Crest at Fantasy Crest, who asks, How do you think the dynamics of Scooby-Doo in general might change if Scooby was a cat? Well, it would be certainly easier to carry him around. Yeah. Um, unless he was a big cat. Uh... Like a lion? Yeah. I realized as I was saying it, it's like, oh man, that would be very different. Um, but unless he was a big cat, cats don't tend to be as large as Great Danes. It's truly a cowardly lion. Yes. <laughs> um, to Shaggy's Scarecrow. But I think it would be very funny um, if they still did the sight gags of uh, Shaggy uh, jumping into Scooby's arms. I don't think the dynamics of the gang would change much. No. I think some of the overall stuff of like having him do dog things, mm -hmm. like sniffing out clues and stuff like that, is lost. Um, that kind of thing. But maybe, overall... Maybe some hunting kind of gags? As opposed to sniffing mm -hmm. around? I could see a lot of... Uh... Mice jokes. Mm. As opposed to the usual cat jokes. Uh, all of the Scooby snacks would have to be fish-shaped. Yes. Is Scooby a cat name? I guess anything can be a cat name, can't it? Anything can be any name, pretty much. Yeah. And the idea of a cat named Scoobert is hysterical. 
Scoobert is definitely a cat name. I yes. don't know if Scooby is. I see, yeah. <laughs> if I had a cat named Scoobert, it would be short- shortened to Bert. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. We have our last two sets of questions here. All of them are related. And I have some additional reading pulled up off to the side here. <laughs> of course. Uh, so we'll start with this one question here from uh previous guest of the show brendan at sonata waves on twitter what D D class is each member of the gang hmm hmm let's okay so fred is a cleric okay could be a paladin i'm gonna say cleric gotcha i could see i could see that that's a little more interesting as a choice um I think Velma is either a warlock or actually hold on. I'm going to go back and change something. Which is the one that is study based magic? Because I thought that was wizards. It is. Um, I'll get back to that in a second. Okay. I'm changing Fred. Fred is not actually a cleric. Fred is a ranger because they're all about trapping. (laughs) Perfect. Um, so the reason I would say Velma is a warlock over a wizard is that warlocks are spookier. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And there's like literally a whole aspect of the warlock being a warlock of the tome Mm. and stuff like that. Huh. I think Daphne is either a rogue or a bard, but I'm leaning rogue. I can see rogue. Because I think Shaggy is, I think Shaggy's a sorcerer, and I think Scooby's a bard. Now, here's the thing. Isn't there a class that uh, has an animal companion? Yeah, both the druids and rangers can get animal companions, and technically all the magical casting classes can get familiars, I believe. Right. So in that case, you could say, well, Shaggy is a, a, a class that has one of those. But I don't want to do the joke of like, oh, Shaggy's a druid because weed. Ha, oh, ha, ha. I didn't even think of that. I just wanted it to be because of the animal thing. Yeah, um, I think that is low hanging fruit. I think we lean into Shaggy as a sorcerer and Scooby as a familiar because we've already sort of picked that line. Perfect. That fits. All right. Um. Let's see. Okay. So, Jeremy, but with fewer organs, at TaiyuFace on Twitter, asks... <laughs> That's... A... <laughs> he had surgery recently. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. Who's the GM of the Mystery Gang's RPG night? Who's the min-maxer and who's the drama magnet? Which one cycles through a different character concept every week? Now, before we begin, okay. I need to bring up, let's see, what is, which episode is this? <laughs> oh, no. Episode four of season two of Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, Web of the Dreamweaver. Oh, dear. Um, so when Sheriff Stone was a kid, Sheriff Bronson Stone uh, was a kid, he and some friends played a Crips and Creatures campaign. <laughs> 
involving the big bad, the Dreamweaver, who has come to life and is brainwashing them now in the modern day, causing them to re- to admit some of like their darkest secrets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in this, it is revealed that Shaggy was also previously he broke the habit a crypts and creatures player who played solo he did not play as part of a group he played solo Uh which is an interesting concept uh and his character was shagdolf who is a wizard of course interesting um and all of the other characters they mention in the show like for the other characters were similar to other uh lord of the rings types Mm. goodness um that said i think shaggy would in fact be the games master i think interesting i think they wouldn't want velma to run it because velma would be too intense with the rules yeah my first thought was velma so that that fits i could see either fred or daphne also doing it i just i don't i think daphne is one of those people who would play because the friends asked them to and then gets like sort of into it from there yeah but doesn't run it yeah um fred could run it i could see okay the velma thing i could see them attempting a a, like the first time to do velma and then realizing hmm maybe velma wasn't a good choice for dm Mm -hmm. um but I, I just, I pick Shaggy because Shaggy also seems like the person who is in multiple campaigns and is like, well, yeah, I guess I'll run one. Right. It's not Scooby-Doo. No. Who's the min-maxer? That's Velma. Yes. Velma is all about the numbers. Yes. Uh, who's the drama magnet? I don't, I don't know which role this is in a tabletop group. I don't think any of them would cause drama. Mm. I don't know. Um, as for cycling through different character concepts every week, it's either... I'm giving that one to either Fred or Scooby. It'd be really funny if it were Scooby. I think it might be Scooby, because I could see every week Scooby doing a new silly voice or like wearing a new silly costume that he bought. Yeah. So I'll say it's Scooby. And I believe that is all of our questions. Yes, indeed. Okay. Um, Alright, yeah, so we've made it through questions. That brings us to the meat of the program, which is talking about the movie we watched we have watched scooby-doo in pirates ahoy yep um and i'm gonna go through the list here in a second but i we have a familiar name here that's been in a lot of the stuff that we've talked about recently and i just want to talk about her real quick so we can give her some proper recognition okay and that is who one of the producers and writers of this particular film Margaret M. Dean, who has been a producer for, has 52 credits as a producer on IMDb, including Street Sharks, 
The Sonic Christmas Blast. Mummies Alive. Let's see. One, two, three. I'm going to say around six Scooby-Doo films, as well as several episodes of What's New Scooby-Doo. Um, let's see. What else we got on here? Uh, some Monster High stuff. One episode of The Simpsons. Because they did a... They, she was the super prize, supervising producer for the robot chicken style couch gag. Hmm. Um, because she's the supervising producer on 30 episodes of Robot Chicken. Ah. And stuff like that. Oh, also, she uh, won an Emmy. Nice. For being a supervising producer on Robot Chicken in 2018. And was nominated once again in 2019. So there you go. Huh. Uh, so yes, this film, Scooby-Doo and Pirates Ahoy, was released on DVD on September 19th, 2006. It was directed by Chuck Sheets, who worked on some Simpsons stuff, and produced by Margaret M. Dean and Chuck Sheets. Written by Emmy Award-winning Margaret M. Dean and Jed Elenoff and Scott Thomas. <laughs> Featuring the voice acting talents of Casey Kasem as Norval Shaggy Rogers, Frank Walker as Fred Jones in Scooby-Doo, Mindy Cohn as Velma Dinkley, Gray Delisle Griffin as Daphne Blake, Ron Perlman as Captain Skunkbeard and Biff Wellington. <laughs> Freddy Rodriguez as Rupert Garcia. Tim Conway as Skip Jones. Edie McClurg as Peggy Jones and Sea Salt Sally. Kathy Najimy as Sonny St. Cloud. Arsenio Hall as Captain Crothers. And Dan Castellaneta, who was a Simpson as Wooden Leg Wally and Mr. Mysterio. There's <laughs> also some other stuff. There's another thing I should mention that he did that's relevant to the people who listen to this show. He worked on all of the other reindeer. Oh, hey! I haven't thought about that in a while. You should... This Christmas, we should do that one. Yeah! <laughs> um, let's see... Was in Kim Possible, The Secret Files, as Dragon's Was the genie in The Return of Jafar. Oh, gosh. Was Megavolt in Darkwing Duck. There we are. Yo! There's something. What? He also played the genie in the 2002 release of Kingdom Hearts. Huh. As well as, like, they used the same clips for Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories. Oh, he's also the most recent voice of Bubsy. As of 2017. <laughs> so there we go. Bubsy was in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> okay, so we cold open. With no intro before the intro. Which shows things getting lost in the Bermuda Triangle and maps and stuff like that. Uh, and then we cut to afterwards... A ship called the Galaxy Gazer. Some guy, whose name I do not know, I, I don't think he has a name, is worried about sailing into the Bermuda Triangle 
but Dr. Garcia is unafraid and ready to finish his astrological research. Which, I'm, he's an astrocartographer. Yep. That joke uh, happens a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the nav compass. The nav compass on the ship. He starts getting a little screwy as they enter the triangle, and as they notice that, a fog comes rolling in as the wind stops. Uh, zombie pirates come aboard and capture basically all of the crew, and we see them fleeing as the ghost ship comes alongside and starts blasting cannons at the Galaxy Gazer. Dr. Garcia hides as the pirates take some stuff from the boat and everyone else prisoner, and then they sink the boat. Uh, I wanted to point out, is like the music is real fun in this whole sequence. It's like, it's so piratey. It's great. Hmm. After the boat sinks, we cut away, and apparently the gang going on a cruise. Yeah. Uh, this time, instead of us just kind of wondering why they're on a cruise, we find out that this cruise is a birthday gift to Fred from his parents. Yeah, it's Freddy's birthday. How old are you going to be, Freddy? <laughs> 43? 42? 41, he says. Uh, there is a brief moment when he first says 43. It was 43, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I am assuming is a joke on how old the franchise is. I didn't look. Actually, no. No. At the time of this movie's airing, he would actually be 37. Oh, now see, that's a missed opportunity right there. I know. What on earth? How could they stand that? Let me see if they're... Let me Google this movie a little bit more. Maybe I can find something that specifies more clearly. What about the voice actor? Uh, Frank Welker? Oh, no, that's no, a good question. Not. I doubt it. Well, hold on. Maybe we can do some math on that. You open up Frank Welker on Wikipedia. He's 73 this year. This was 2006, so that was 14 years ago. That is not quite 43. No. Weird. Well, I wonder why they decided to just randomly say 43. Well, okay. Well, it's still not correct. It's, it's like, okay. <clears throat> if one were to count the years Fred existed as a cartoon character, he debuted in Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? in 1969. This movie was made in 2006. That would actually make him 37. This is an accurate age, though, since he was already 15 to 18 when the series started, which would make him older than 43 in that case. Hmm. So it still just doesn't line up in any direction. I guess it's just a joke! Yeah. It's not a reference to anything. Weird. That would have been, like, the perfect little gag. Um. So as they get to the dock, which is why Fred was counting... Scooby walks off for a second and runs into a spooky man who has eyes just like Ka from the Jungle Book. <laughs> yes. Very briefly, and I immediately know who this character is going to be. 
Um, yeah, good old Peggy Jones, right? Yeah. Um, speaking of Peggy Jones, we also this is where we meet Fred's parents, Skip and Peggy Jones. Neither of them are a mayor. <laughs> so then Fred and his dad have a wild handshake, and they're both very Midwestern. <laughs> Oh, gosh, Norval, you're far too thin. <laughs> Are you eating enough? Uh, like 24 square meals a day. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, so they get on their boat, which is their cru- the cruise ship called the Poseidon's Paradise. And they meet the cruise director, Sonny St. Cloud. Who tells them about all of the stuff that will be going on soon. Such as shuffleboard tournaments at 9, synchronized swimming at 10, racquetball at 11, rhythm gymnastics at 12, field hockey at 1, conga line dance at 2, senior disco at 3, karaoke at 4, and my favorite, wiffle ball at (laughs) 5. She's very enthusiastic. Uh, Oh, and what do we have here? She says right before Fred slips into in some slime prints. They're glowing and quote-unquote shaped like a footprint. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, Sunny? Was it Sunny? Yeah, Sunny. Sunny, uh, is the one to declare, oh, it looks like a footprint. And Velma kind of squints and tilts her head and is like, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's just so alien, she says, putting her fingers up near her head like antenna. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And just then, Fred's about to say, it looks like we have a mystery on our hands, but he's interrupted because it's time to do the Bon Voyage. Yes. Um. Shaggy and Scooby run into the spooky man again in the hallway, <laughs> as well as another spooky man. And we see Sonny checking a list and saying, creepy guy number four, check. <laughs> I actually forgot that. I didn't realize that happened. We never see this other creepy guy again, but he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, but instead of flowers, it's skulls. Oh, gosh, that's awesome. So that night, they get a knock on their door because Captain Crothers would like to meet the Jones party. Yes. Uh. This is where they learned that they are headed for the Bermuda Triangle. Much to Scooby and Shaggy's uh, distress. Yes. And um, Sonia starts flickering the lights. Uh, There's also a running gag that starts about here. Where Fred's dad gets his picture taken with everyone. And like you'll see the flash and then it'll pan out. And you'll see Fred's dad next to them all of a sudden. Yes. It's very uh touristy it's great um velma is very oh uh the bermuda triangle has a whole bunch of myths but they aren't really you know a big deal mm-hmm. um and there starts to be a glow about the captain who says oh no not again <laughs> before there's a flash and he is gone Whoa. and just as fred's about to say it Sonny says, looks like we have a mystery on our hands. Yep. And Fred is visibly annoyed by this. Yeah, I posted the picture to our Twitter account before we started recording. Yes. 
It's great. It's very, very frustrated. To the point where he says another line, uh, and then he directs a, a, a saying, he's like, you weren't going to say that now, were you? To Sonny. It's hysterical. Yes. He says that because they see there's an alien on the deck. Ooh. It's time to set a trap. Which means that Shaggy and Scooby have to be disguised as janitors. <laughs> and there's a scene here that I had to take a gif of. Because Shaggy and Scooby ask a question. And um, Fred, you know, was like sort of giving them like the side eye. Like, yeah, of course, you're still going to have to do it. But the way he does it, I... Let me send it to you before I post it to our Twitter account. Okay. Oh my god. That's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So now I'm just going to post that in reply to the other picture I posted. <laughs> uh, this is the creepy man's also there for some reason. And then there's a chase scene with some music that... I can't quite figure out. I don't think I like it. It's very out of place. It's very there for the sake of being there. Uh-huh. You know what it is. What? It's not made by the same guy it usually is. Oh. None of these songs are. Weird. God, I'm sorry. I just scrolled up and saw something that reminded me of another fact about this movie. Oh, dear. So they run around. They do the chase scene. They run into the alien. Uh, they go through the air ducts and get sent out the smokestack. The alien lands in the net and Mr. Jones gets a picture with it. <laughs> uh, so we have an unmasking here. Captain, Captain Crothers! But why? Well, it wouldn't be much of a Bermuda Triangle mystery cruise without an alien abduction, would it? <laughs> Surprise! Fred's parents, knowing how much he loves mysteries and how much they love mysteries, surprise them with a mystery cruise. It's so cute. I was delighted yes. when I found this out. And Sonny is basically determined at this point onward to give them a mystery that they cannot solve. Yeah. Okay, and then we get a montage of them unmasking, catching and unmasking monsters. So first up, we have Shaggy and Scooby fishing, and they fish up Captain Cutler, who is Captain, Captain Crothers. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't do the... Uh, we see the creepy man again. Uh, the girls dunk some, I'm assuming, ice water on Fred, who just sat into a hot tub. Uh, <laughs> and when he goes to get revenge, he accidentally splashes water on a Medusa, causing the makeup to melt and reveal... Sunny St. Cloud. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby are at getting dinner and they open up the platter to reveal a skull on their plate. And it's revealed to actually be Captain Crothers. <laughs> the ghost clown is there and they unmask him revealing Sunny St. Cloud. I hesitated. I can't it's fine. remember. I can resync it. Sunny St. Cloud! Uh, and finally, we have the Wolfman, who's actually Captain, Captain Crothers! Crothers. Uh, 
and it turns out they've gone through a week's worth of mysteries in just two days and have ruined the mystery cruise. Everyone is very upset by this, which is like, why? Why did they have to focus on the gang? The gang does this for a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the guests are... Oh, I, I just wanted to point out, the entire time, except for one or two, Scooby and Shaggy are deeply upset and still afraid. <laughs> There's only yeah, one point the- where uh, Captain Crothers is unmasked because Shaggy just unceremoniously pulled the mask off. Because he yeah. was disguised as a dinner plate <laughs> or something like that. It was a skull on a plate. That's right. And the people, like, the other guests are so upset. They're like, one of them is like, yeah, okay, I bet you're going to figure out where my missing watch went, huh? <laughs> and the the gang collectively Sherlock's it out in, like, half a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and are proven correct immediately. Yeah. It's not even a Sherlock. It's just guessing. I mean, like, they put together based on context clues, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, you came... The exact kind of stuff that Sherlock would do. Yeah. Sherlock would see some red dirt and be like, oh, that's clay that's only found in Indonesia. And... (laughs) Oh, gosh. But, yeah, so after the crowd disperses, Shaggy notices someone floating out in the middle of the water. It's Dr. Garcia from before. Mm Mm-hmm. So they bring him aboard, and he tells them all about the ghost pirate attack. And Fred and the rest of the gang are just like, oh yeah, okay, it's another mystery. We'll we'll let the rest of the guests solve it. We'll stay out of this one. (laughs) Who's ever heard of an Ascot biographer? (laughs) And thus starts the jokes on the, uh, the, the profession name mm-hmm. let's see oh this is also when i uh i noticed that shaggy has different shoes in this movie oh he does yeah like normally he has like the brown loafers huh. he's got like tennis shoes on weird yeah um at this point we have a surprise visit from biff wellington the eccentric billionaire who comes <laughs> jetpacking in yes He's doing an around-the-world jetpack flight. Uh, yeah. And he needs gas from this cruise line. It's like, man, Ugh. you are really unprepared for a around-the-world jetpack flight, aren't you? You can only fit so much fuel in a jetpack. Yeah, but he's a billionaire. He should have planned this out. For specific places to go, not a random cruise. That's fair. He undoes his flight suit and reveals a perfect tuxedo. Also, yes, yes he does. Because he's a billionaire. And after he does this, after he does this, we don't see him again for almost the rest of the movie. Yep. Yep. He just disappears because uh, the captain is going to give him some fuel, and then he's gone. Yeah, he he reveals his perfect tuxedo only for it to be irrelevant. Yep. Uh, and the gang is just like, oh yeah, more more mystery stuff. We'll stay out of it. Sunny is a little baffled by this. She doesn't understand what's happening. It's hilarious. 
Uh, but there's going to be a costume party, dinner, and mystery show tonight. And everyone has to have an original costume. No copycats. <laughs> also, please don't spoil the mystery. Uh, so Shaggy and Scooby try a bunch of different co- costumes here, such as leprechauns, Bo Beep and a sheep, some like generic royalty, and apparently... We've learned that someone else is already dressed as Velma and Daphne. Yeah. That was a weird a little bit. <laughs> uh, so Sony takes them to go get a perfect costume while the rest of the gang sort of splits up. We find out in the next scene the costume that Shaggy and Scooby chose was a two-headed chicken. Uh, their other choice would have been a horse costume, but neither of them could decide on who would be the horse's patootie. But toot toot toot. Uh, the other costumes here are Fred dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> Daphne is a cat. And Velma has one of those veils and stuff for the type of outfit that I literally can't remember the name of and can only think to call it a Gerudo outfit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they start to eat some food but there's time for an announcement are you ready oh. for the announcements lava of note is that or did the have the parents showed up yet oh yeah they show up before this of i did note, not write it down because i did not think it was a parent okay, go ahead of note is um fred's dad switched shirts with the castaway they switched shorts too. He's got torn up shorts. Okay, yeah, because he wanted to play a castaway, for or dress up as a castaway. This is actually important. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, in a really dumb way, in a very dumb way. Uh, but then there are announcements, and yes, go ahead. Yes, we have open air aerobics with Bambi, which will be starting tomorrow at six twenty instead of six fifteen on the Aloha decks. Let get sorry. Let's get physical. For all of you bingo lovers, we'll be holding our triangle tournament at three on the promenade deck. Be sure to buy your cards before the game. You get it? Before? In bingo? (laughs) Um, Dr. Garcia sees out into uh, the distance spooky clouds, and he knows exactly what they are because he's seen them before. Yes, and as they are investigating that, uh, Shaggy and Scooby are being forcibly volunteered because it's revealed that the creepy dude they've been seeing is Mr. Mysterio, a hypnotist who's here for the dinner show. Yep. Um, and he attempts to hypnotize them, but instead hypnotizes literally everyone else in the room. Yep. Because <sighs> of course he does. Because he, he had those spooky eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, He disappears, and then there's a blackout, and the pirate ship rolls up because of all the fog. And then Captain Skunkbeard busts in with pirates and attacks. And then there's like a pirate montage instead of a chase montage. (laughs) Uh, And at the end of it, uh, both of the Jones' parents get kidnapped, despite Fred's best efforts. Uh, And then Scooby has to publicly shame Shaggy. Yeah. Because they they want to go rescue 
the Joneses. Yep. But Shaggy's like, okay, but Scooby Snacks, huh? Yeah. It's like, really, Shaggy? Lives are at stake. <laughs> it's about family. Yep. Scooby-Doo lives his life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Daphne calls Garcia an Apple stenographer. <laughs> which I think of the the fake ones they say, Apple stenographer is my favorite. Yeah. Um, they figure out how to sail a cruise ship and then they follow a goo trail from the boat. Can't be any more uh, difficult than the mystery machine. No, of course not. Mystery machine can become a boat sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Depending on who you ask. Uh, but the real question here, Lava, is what's Freddy's plan? I don't know. <laughs> it, oh, his plan oh, is when asked, yes, well, oh, yes. I'm going to ram them. <laughs> He's going to ram them. It's like, Royally Freddy, that's your plan. What's your plan after it, huh? You know, figure it out. <laughs> uh, we see the pirates having a party. Uh, and I have a big block of text here to read. Um, which is apparent. Like, it's the thing that Captain Skunkbeard is saying to all of his crew. And, like, when he was talking about it, I'm like, ah, yes, this is... I've been listening to a lot of Kingdom Hearts stuff lately, and this is just about as buckwild as that uh-huh. gets. So, let me let me do this real quick. Okay. Tonight, me hearties, we are on the verge of greatness. When the tide is nigh, we will unleash the powers of the heaven's light. We will open the portals to times past. We will once again travel the seas of yore. We will regain our lost treasures and reign supreme o'er the seas. There is only one person who holds the key to our destiny. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Because the pirates think that Skip Jones is Dr. Garcia. Yep. And they want him to lead them to the heaven's light. And they do a bunch of threatening and a lady called Sea Salt Sally... Suggest they make him walk the plank. I think at this point is when the ship starts catching up. The cruise liner starts mm-hmm. catching up. And they really do just, you know, ram them. Ram towards them. Um, yeah, they don't quite make contact, though, because uh, yes. the the pirate boat opens fire with cannons and sinks them. Yes. Uh, now what? Um, well, Shaggy and Scooby <laughs> can smell coconuts and bananas. Yes. So Scooby turns into a paddle boat and takes them to a beach. Yes. Because, you know, that's how tails work. They turn into propellers and cartoons. Yes, that is how tails works. His two tails spin in a circle. Yes. So he can fly. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, they get to, like, a an island of some variety. Mm-hmm. Aside from Scooby and Shaggy, who go to search for food, is like the rest of them um, start building a raft, and they build a really good raft, but we're never going to see it again. Um, no. No. Scooby and Shaggy get into 
some trouble. Yeah, they find some bananas, and when they go to grab it, the branch breaks, and they end up log surfing down a mountain. Yeah. Until they crash at one end of the beach, and they see the rest of the gang is there. And well, how'd you get here? Oh, we took the stairs. Yep. Because there's stairs here. They're actually, it's not even like stone stairs. It is literally wooden stairs that someone built. They meet up down there at the beach. And Scooby sits on a rock that opens a secret cave. Good job, Scooby. Mm-hmm. And inside the cave, Shaggy's hitting the side of the wall with his hand trying to find a light switch. And just as Velma's telling him, there's not going to be a light switch, there's a light switch. Yep. Uh, and the light switch reveals that the galaxy gazer is sitting in a lagoon. Perfectly intact. Seemingly unharmed, Yeah. How strange. Yep. Very odd. Uh, and this is where it's revealed that the pirates stole a painting of the night sky from above the Bermuda Triangle 2,000 years ago. The ghost pirates are, show up and they're like, ah, we're pirates. And they capture them. And they're tied to the mast. Hey, question. Uh-huh. 2,000 years ago? Was it was really? It not 2000 years no, ago? it's just I believe that it was 2000 years ago. It's just the painting was made 200 years ago. Oh, if the painting was made 200 years ago then it was 200 years ago. Okay. It's like it's it's so confusing. It's it's like the cave is apparently 1000 years old or something like that. I don't know. 200 years isn't that long. No, and like it's an oil painting. You can't just like Yeah. You can't just take you have that to be out on the open ocean. Hmm. Yeah, and like the amount of time it would take to make that oil painting. Yeah. You're not gonna have a correct star chart. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's what the ghost pirates are after. Weird. Uh and they tie them to the mast. So they can do stuff to them. Um, they finally realize that, hey, wait a minute, no, this guy isn't Garcia. The guy <laughs> we just tied up is Garcia. Yes. And Skip's like, yeah, I get lost on my way to the bathroom. I don't know why you're asking me for directions. <laughs> we follow the path, I guess. The stars, I don't, or, I don't know, I don't understand. Was it nighttime at that point? Yeah, it's nighttime. Okay. But it was still super foggy. Yeah. Which, okay, sure, whatever. Um, so, we head in to where the um, stars are directing them to, um, and Dr. Garcia is like, there's nothing here, it doesn't make sense why they would be coming here. Uh, apparently, though, at low tide, there is this, uh, not an island... It's kind of... Oh, you skipped an important thing. Oh, I did. What was the it? The Phantoms of the Triangle. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. Which that are all of these up. things that are so old, they had to have disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. Like some old planes, and that one boat, and some sea serpents. Yeah. I forgot about that. This is also when the gang breaks free, because Daphne is in the middle of cutting open the ropes with a credit card. But then Scoopy just bites through it instead. I think it was both. Like, that's the impression I got. 
that it was both that contributed, but maybe I'm wrong. From what I, from what I remember, it was she was sawing through it with the debit card and had taken it out for a second to like show them like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Right. And before she could put it back in, I just saw Scooby just chomp it. Right. Yeah, Scooby was tied to the mast like a dog. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like even though Scooby has basically people hands. I could have probably untied yep. it. <laughs> I didn't. I just realized that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Apparently, the heaven's light is the meteor that was depicted in the painting, and the pirates, as they said before, are going to use it to go through time. Yep. The gang uh goes into the cargo hold trying to search for um Mrs. Jones, and finds a whole bunch of. Uh, like projector stuff and models mm-hmm. of all of those things that they just saw outside that are from the past. It's like, ah, yes. Yeah, and Scooby, Scooby sniffs out a jar that's full of gluey go, gluey go, glowy goo. <laughs> Clearly, someone wants to make the mystery seem real, mm-hmm. says Velma. And they begin to plan. As the pirates sail into the middle of the rocky outcropping. Where a mysterious light glows from underwater. It's very shiny. They break out. Yes, it's very shiny. They break out their big meaty claw. <laughs> and they retrieve it from the bottom of the ocean. The claw! A skunk beard is about to break open the light and just as that's done there is an eerie light and a ufo <laughs> with two robotic alien suits just walking out yep um skunk beard is very happy uh we kind of see it there's a moment where the sidekick that we do we get a name i think we got a name his name is i said it during the um when they named all of the the voice acting talents. Right. Wooden Leg Wally. Yes. Uh, Wooden Leg Wally has a moment of, but I didn't. And then we cut away. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, the aliens are like, oh, you can't have this power. Blah, blah, blah. It's not for humans. Blah, blah, blah. Do not meddle with the fabric of space and time. Yes. Um, and then it is slowly uh, These revealed. robots are very... I was going to say they're very clearly Fred and Daphne because you can tell by their voices. Yeah, they're very clearly, yes. Um, uh, and also, the little lights that light up when they talk are color-coded. Yes, they are. They are indeed. Um, but the pirates are slowly backing away because they don't want to deal with these uh, aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of slowly pan until we find out that yeah, Shaggy and Scooby, yes, are holding onto a rope and waiting for a signal. Probably to drop the net. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, lightning strikes and the wind blows, causing the ship to rock. Yes. Um, and unfortunately... That means that Scooby and Shaggy uh drop the rope. Well, Scooby has his foot 
like smashed by a what is it called? Cannon. Cannonball. Cannonball. Um mm-hmm. and Shaggy attempts to soothe him with one hand. Uh therefore the rope just kind of burns through. You know, like how uh that happens. Yeah, rope burn. Rope burn. Youch. Um he doesn't even let go though. Like he neither no. lets go nor tightens his grip. <laughs> Which was really funny. Oh, that reminds me. I just realized that if you wanted to do the other sort of overdone Shaggy joke where Shaggy is a martial arts master, um like a Dragon Ball character, you could make him a monk. Oh yeah. Monks, even, like, I think at higher levels, get the ability to do laser beams. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the net falls. But it falls too early and does not catch anyone. And the pirates realized they're being bamboozled and mm-hmm. make way to uh, attack Fred and uh, Daphne. Yeah, the the thing that really does in their disguise, though, is when a oh, lantern yeah. falls over yeah. and lights a cannon that fires and then sinks the UFO. Yeah. Because despite the fact that they talk about a hologram projector, all of these things are just scale models. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's, it's a hologram projector, but it's projecting actual models of things. Um... As opposed to just an illusion of a thing. Yeah, it's so strange. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another chase sequence. Yeah, there's a big scene here. It's like a bunch of scuffling. Fred and Daphne like do a thing where they jump out, grab a rope, and they cut the other one so they go flying up the uh, the mast. Mm-hmm. So- the Jones boys wield swords that get broken by a gunshot. There is a door sequence. It's an interesting door sequence. It's un- unlike um, the normal ones where it's a hallway. It's the um, deck doors. Like yeah, the cabin so doors. Yeah, it's basically two floors yeah. and there's doors on the- four doors on each floor. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Um, it's like a hallway, but vertical. Yes. Um, uh, but at the end of the door sequence, there's a cannon. The cannon fires and shoots the captain. Yes. Uh, then later, the captain gets them stuck in a cannon and fires them directly into the sky. Yep, landing on the mast. Um, Fred does more sword fighting. And at this point, we're pretty much at the end of the chase scene music stuff. Mm-hmm. And Shaggy and Scooby grab, like, they have, like, a pole that they're using, and they slide down the rope with it. And they loosen a rope holding a lifeboat, which causes it to swing through and crash into all the pirates. And they end up all tangled up in a net. Yep. Which gives us time to reveal who's truly behind this mystery. We go to unmask the captain. Biff, Biff Wellington. Wellington. Uh, yeah, that billionaire from earlier on in the movie that we haven't seen since. Yeah, Lava, why did he do it? <laughs> so, uh, 
Apparently he genuinely believes that it's a time travel thing. He wants to be a real pirate. He's obsessed with pirates. Like, that's nuts, man. That's nuts, man. Like, he's a billionaire. He could just become a modern pirate on the seas. Right? Yeah, but those are bad. Yeah, very bad. But he's a billionaire and he can do whatever he wants. That's true. Laws don't apply to people who have enough money. Yeah. So he got the idea from the one pirate who's not tied up. That's right. It's Wooden Leg Wally, who's actually Mr. Mysterio. And he intends to get away with it, too. He's going to keep the meteor, which is made out of solid gold. Yep. It's a. By the way, it's a big, like, it's a boulder. Which, if it's solid gold, it's nice like, boulder. dang. It's like, he says that he would then become more rich than uh, Biff Wellington. And now I'm like thinking, wait, hang on. I gotta figure this out. God, how would you even figure it out? Mm-hmm. How Gold by volume. How big would you say that boulder was? Oh, let me... Actually, let me do the math here. Gold... Let's do this backwards. Um, gold value by volume. About... We're looking at... Okay, let's say... Forty-seven dollars a gram. Hmm. I've got fifty. Okay, so let's round up to fifty. Yeah. the The one I'm looking at is from 2012. The price has probably gone up. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, if we wanted to be more accurate on looking up prices, we would look at uh, 2006. It's true. All right. Um. Hold. Let's see. Gram to volume. One cubic centimeter is 19 grams of gold. And 19 times 50, that's like a lot. Oh, my num lock is off. No wonder I couldn't type numbers. Uh, number lock, my mortal enemy. Okay, so that's 950 for basically one cubic centimeter of gold. So it would take let's Paul, oh, let's look at um I'm sorry. what is Jeff Bezos's net worth. Base it off of that. Jeff Bezos is currently worth one hundred and twenty nine point seven billion US dollars. The system is broken. Yeah. Um, actually, you know what? He's more of an Elon Musk. Biff Wellington is definitely more of an Elon Musk. Yeah. Who's got a net worth of forty point one billion? So let's do the math here. So that's forty point one. So that would be, and then to make that a billion. Let me make sure I have enough zeros here. Boop, boop. Yeah, okay. And we're going to divide that by 950. 
Okay, hold on. Okay. So that would take 42,210,526 cubic centimeters. Yeah, this guy has a bad plan. Just rob the billionaire. Let me... I mean, you have the ability to hypnotize people. Yeah! Hypnotize him into giving you money! Boom, there you go! Because he has... Everyone else here is hypnotized. Yeah. Oh, I've... Immediately, for some reason, Google decided to translate my cubic centimeter question into gallons. (laughs) So just so you know, it would take 11... It would take a little bit over 11,000 gallons of gold. Oh, God. If it was liquefied. Um, it's basically 1,500 cubic feet. So, what's something that's 1,500 feet long? That would be five football fields. Oh. Hmm. Which is not how big this is. No. So, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Hold on. What was Elon Musk worth in 2007? I will say, I found a um, a gold calculator. How much is your gold worth? It doesn't tell me... Uh-huh. Well, it tells me how much gold price is per uh, troy ounce, but I can put in pounds as like 400 pounds of 24k gold is not even 1 million. Sorry, how many ounces was that? Um... Good question. 6,400 ounces. Okay. Okay, looking at this list, to be fair, Elon Musk was not worth over $2 billion in 2006. He was, based on this graph I'm looking at, it was pretty low in 2006. That said, it was probably far too high because he managed to fund like an entire energy company Mm. but like it's it's not much much smaller than it is this whole scheme is not worth it man you can hypnotize people just make them give you money much better idea that's free money you had this billionaire under your thumb i don't even think he was hypnotized he's just really dumb you know, the, the billionaire just believes him. Yeah. No fact-checking, nothing. He just wants to be a pirate that much. Anyway. Um. Anyways, Sorry. this is a good time to remind everyone that the real lesson Scooby-Doo has caught us is that capitalism is the real monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so because they removed the meteor from the middle of the triangle, it starts to cause some volcanic activity. And the only way to stop it is to drop the rock. So Scooby tries to stop him and drop the bo- drop the rock. Can't drop the rock. Um, but he gets caught by Mr. Mysterio and then he tickles his way out and then they drop the rock and everything's still crumbling. So Fred gets behind the wheel and sails them to safety. Yep. This is where they reveal that all of the other pirates were hypnotized into being pirates. Yep. Uh, including Sea Salt Sally, who is revealed to be 
Peggy, Peggy Jones. Jones. Uh, Scooby and Velma pilot some tiny planes to stop the Jones parents from falling overboard. And then they use the pirate ship as a cruise ship to get them back to Miami. And they joke about Fred's next birthday. Maybe going to the Himalayas. You know. Yeah. Stuff like that, maybe. Shaggy is uh, not interested in uh, running into the abominable snowman. Um, cough, cough, chill out, Scooby-Doo, which is literally the next one. Nice. Yep. Um. Was there anything else? Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Yeah. That, that's it. That's it. So what do you think of this film? Overall, it was pretty good, I think. The mystery itself, it's okay. It's not very... Oh, if I have all the clues, I can figure it out. But it's overall an enjoyable story. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting that this movie is literally split into two separate parts. Um, it like straight down the middle, because the ghost pirates don't show up again after the beginning until the halfway point of the film. Yep. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's decent. Of the uh, movies, it is, I think, better than a lot of our worst ones, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a nice... I think it's good. I think... Here's the thing that would have made this movie great. If they did go through time. Yeah, I know, right? What What if the monsters were real in this one? Yeah, I honestly kind of was thinking that up until the hologram reveal. And then I was kind of disappointed. Because, man, that would have been real sick. It would have been so wild. Yep. It would have gone pretty high on our list for sure in that yeah. case. Um, but as it is, how do you think it compares to Scooby-Doo, Music of the Vampire? Hmm. I don't know. W- worse? Hmm. I don't know if it deserves to be at the top half or the bottom half. Hmm. I think I might like it a little bit more than Music of the Vampire. Yeah. Um, I generally like music of the vampire. I think the music is good and all of that fun stuff. But also at the same time, it's such a fun story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd say better. Okay. Um, so we're going to put it above Scooby-Doo music of the vampire. In that case. How does this movie compare to Scooby-Doo the Mystery Begins? Hmm. I'm going to say I'm worse. I'm going to say worse. Okay. In that case, how does this movie compare to Scooby-Doo Moon Monster Madness? Hmm. I would say worse. Yes. Moon Monster Madness is like, what if this film had time travel? Yeah. Like, that's the same crazy it would have gotten yeah, to. Yeah, I agree. All right. How does it compare to Scooby-Doo 2002? I want to say better. 
Okay. Then compare it to Scooby-Doo Mask of the Blue Falcon. What do you think? Um, it's been so long since I've watched Mask of the Blue Falcon. Yeah. I might call it better. I think I'll call it better. I think Moon Monster Madness is my new cutoff for what makes a good Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. Right. So our list is as follows, <laughs> starting from the bottom and working our way up. It's Monster of Mexico, then Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf, Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers, Scooby Goes Hollywood, Scooby-Doo and Arabian Nights, Alien Invaders, Loch Ness Monster, Legend of the Vampire, Aloha Scooby-Doo, WrestleMania Mystery, Zombie Island, Music of the Vampire, Scooby-Doo 2002, Mask of the Blue Falcon, Pirates Ahoy, Moon Monster Madness, Ghoul School, Sonic the Hedgehog 2020, Scooby-Doo The Mystery Begins, Pokemon (laughs) Detective Pikachu, Cyber Chase, Where's My Mummy, Goblin King, and number one, Witch's Ghost. Patreon.com slash kids and their dogs. (laughs) Uh, speaking of which, let's head over to the plug. You can find the show on Twitter at Kids and Their Dog. You can ask to be a guest on the show, and now would be the time to do it because we are closing in on having covered over half of the movies that we're going to be covering on this program for now. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have one for sure that you want to be on, get now while the getting is still good. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery is still available. Yeah. It's wild. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash kids and their dog, where you can get a plethora of stuff. Starting at the $1 level, you get a shout out on the show for sure. Like Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. James. Thank you, James. Thanks, James. Tanner. Thanks, Tanner. Thanks, Tanner. And Tess. Thank you, Tess. Thanks, Tess. Um, Other stuff you get is... As things load. Okay, at $1, you get the regular episodes early, as well as the shoutouts that we have done. Uh, At $5 a month, you get bonus episodes, such as... Why is Sonic the Hedgehog 2020 on our list? Who could say... As well as everything from lower tiers. And at $35 a month, the secret level that no one has gone for. It's not a secret. You will get the podcast on a CD, and we will get in touch with you to discuss which episodes you want on your disc. (laughs) Uh, We have goals. If you want to help us reach our goals, they are as follows. Our first goal is at $50 a month. We will do monthly... Not monthly, we'll just be doing bonus podcasts on actual episodes of the show, such as Scooby-Doo, or the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. I'm having a fun time talking right now, for some reason. It's okay. Um, We're almost done. At $100 or more a month, we will start Kids and Their Dice, a monthly actual play bonus podcast. And at $1,000 a month, I will begin working on the complete, unofficial Scooby-Doo encyclopedia. (laughs) And I mean, like, complete. 
Um, but yeah, that's the ball game. As far as that stuff goes. Woo. Um, Lava, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at LavaBees, L-A-V-A-B-E-E-S. And you can find me on Twitter at I almost said kids and their dog, which is technically true. Yeah. Uh, but you can find me more personally on Twitter at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Where I tweet about things. I don't have my Twitter up. Let's see if I can pull it up quickly. How quick can it go? Um, I treat- tweeted the word Wolf earlier. <laughs> and... About how I was going to see Sonic the Hedgehog, and I retweeted a cool picture of Yamcha. <laughs> uh, you can also find the other podcasts I do, such as Precure Podcast Engage, which I do with Charlie. And we talk about the entire Precure franchise. Uh, and also Ben 10. We recently recorded, and before this goes out, will be an episode about Ben 10 Episode 2. This time it's a frog. <laughs> Um, also, I'm going to go ahead and plug Apex City, which is an actual play podcast in the video, not in the video game, in the tabletop system known as Masks, which is about superpowered teenagers. Um, this year, they are doing a year-long event called Hindsight 2020. <laughs> and once the last episode of every month, I believe it's the last episode, one of the episodes a month, every month is part of the Hindsight event, which will take place in a different time period than the main campaign. Hmm. Um, you will hear some familiar voices on there, is what I will say about that. A cough. June, August. I think June, July, and August. One of those. Hmm. Um, but yeah, also just check out Apex City. I think it's a very good show. It's got a cybernetic bear called the Baroness. <laughs> oh my god um there's an uh alien plant girl named darren because she named herself after the first person who helped her out which is a police officer named darren nice uh it's just a lot of good stuff um yeah so go check that out <sighs> and with that i think that's all of the plug stuff mm -hmm. So we'll see you next month as we just sort of chill out for a bit. Yep. With chill out Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and remember, they would have gotten away with it too. If it weren't for us meddling swabbies. Yar! The storm has shown its face to you yeah. today, so don't delay. It's time for hiding and dividing from the fury and the sound. And cutting like a knife, the wind is howling and the growling of the thunder's there to plunder and to swallow up the ground. Winds will blow, the seas will swell and overflow so fair. Be well as a land will quake, swing and sway, all waves are break. So stow away and away, hang up and all surround. For we are bound away Hey, up there for the sound Yo, hi-ho, and blow it down Now, I need to know how it works